Howdy, folks, and thanks for tuning in to the 15th episode of Rediscover the Winds, a Wyoming History Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Larson. And I'm Kirsten Blyle. Both Zach and I work for the Fremont County Museum System, located in the heart of West Central Wyoming. Using artifacts from our three museums and interviews with experts, we're here to discover, and in some cases rediscover, the quirky, the heart-wrenching, the fascinating stories of Fremont County, Wyoming, and the American West. Today's episode is brought to you by Mick Pryor, a financial advisor with Edward Jones. We all have financial goals in every stage of life, from college students to, I'm so old, I remember when cell phones came to bag. Long-term goals mean long-term plans, so let Mick Pryor, your Edward Jones financial advisor, help you accomplish these goals. Call or stop in and let them know you've heard about them on this podcast. And uh, speaking of cell phones that come in a bag, maybe we ought to address why Kirsten kind of sounds like a little bit robotic, and uh, that's because... She actually turned into a robot. That's I mean, it is Halloween. It's yeah. all about transformations right now. All about transformations. No, the reason I sound silly is because I'm actually calling in from Dubois. Thanks to the snowy roads and zero degree wind chills, um, I figured it'd just be easier to call in from my nice toasty office than drive all the way down to Riverton today. Yeah. Highway fatalities podcasts aren't worth it. So last month, we talked about Wyoming's uranium industry and back-to-school season with our guest, Willie Peden, who taught school in the atomic community of the Gas Hills. And now, with fall well underway, or I guess winter is now here with all the snow, we enter every museum's favorite month. That's right. We love old stuff, and even more, we, have, we love haunted old stuff and all of the myths and urban legends that go along with it. And Wind River Country is home to tons of fantastic spooky tales. I know I've come across more than my fair share of spooky stories and unexplainable events while working at the Dubois Museum. From headless horsemen legends to grisly murders to haunted buildings, Wind River Country has it all. Uh, So with that, we're going to jump right into today's guest who has some spooky stuff prepared for us. By way of introduction, (laughs) we are joined by uh, Trista, an alumni of Alma Law's Honors English Class from 2017. They're also, or she's also a co-author of the book Fremont Haunts, which that class published. Uh, you may have heard of Alma, a self-described collector of local ghost stories, um, on a recent episode of the County Ten podcast, where he talked about some similar stories. He's also spoken to huge crowds at the Riverton Museum, and a couple weeks ago, he led a fantastic walking tour, a haunted walking tour through Riverton's downtown. Um, so, if you missed those this year, make sure to check back next year. We'll be doing those again. So. Trista, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, I am Trista Stingley. I am a graduate from Riverton High School, and I'm currently um, going to CWC this year, and my major is physiology. I love to run cross-country. I'm part of the forensics team, and I'm also a student ambassador. All right. Um, tell us about your cross-country victory. Take a, take, a, take a sec to just gloat real quick. Okay, so this is super, super exciting. So... CWC won Region 9 cross-country championships last Saturday, and this is the first time um, CWC has ever won anything in cross-country, so it is a very big deal. Trinidad has held the title for the past 10 years, so I was very happy to um, dethrone them, per se. Um, It was a great experience. It was right outside Lincoln, Nebraska, in Crete. I think our entire team had a blast, and we're excited for nationals in Albuquerque in two weeks. Hopefully you'll have... You dethroned them. That means that you're going to go down in history. 
That's right. Take that, stupid king and queen of cross country. <laughs> yeah. That's so you said you were on the forensics team. Okay, we're talking about like speech and forensics. Speech not and debate, like forensics not forensics. Okay. People came okay. in, they're like, oh, are we going to be looking at fingerprints? Oh, no, we're speech and debate. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I, I understand. That's why I wanted to clarify. Yeah. I, too, was a forensics and speech and debate person in high school and college. So I we have that in common. It's very exciting. So you graduated from Riverton a few years ago now. And so you had a role in this big project that I only just heard about uh, last month, what with Alma Law's Ghost Stories event at the Riverton High School, but a lot of Riverton High School people were involved in this. Can you tell us about that project that led to the book publication? So, yes. I actually graduated this year. Or Yeah, I actually graduated this year, and we worked on this project sophomore year of high school. There was about 12 of us in Alma's um, Honors English class, and we actually started, like, prepping for the book as soon as we went to school. So at the beginning of August, Alma's like, okay, I have this awesome idea. We should write a bunch of ghost stories and publish this book. And on the day that we published the book, we had um, one of Alma's old friends who knew some magic and knew how to, like, talk to the dead. I forgot what his name was, but it was really cool, and we did that at the CWC Little Theater. So the months leading up to the book... Um, each student was supposed to write two or three like scary stories that were in Wyoming somewhere and uh, I think it was an awesome project because we were kind of in a crunch for time but we also had a blast doing it because we collaborated with each other and see who was going to do which story which story was maybe the most important and of course before we published it each one of us read every single story um, to maybe fix small errors and such um, I'm a big fan of writing. That's why I was in the honors class. But I mean, I'm glad that some kids who maybe weren't as comfortable with writing got to shine and show what they really enjoy with this book. That is such a unique project. I'm super jealous that you guys were able to do that. Yeah, you guys all have, at least on, on Amazon, you have co-author you know, credits, which I don't have and a lot of people don't. So that's really exciting. Uh, did you have an interest in ghost stories or anything like that before starting this project? Uh, definitely not. Um, now that I'm in college, uh, we went, uh, we go to the, like Old Wind River High School and we go around towards the Arapaho schools and we kind of explore there and kind of go quote unquote ghost hunting. But um, three years ago, uh, I definitely wasn't, I, it's, not that I wasn't interested, it's just I didn't know much about it or really know um, any ghost stories from Wyoming because I'm originally from Montana. But it was kind of cool to research and learn about what spooky things have happened in our area. And we had a different guest speaker come in every week and tell us their stories, like an old retired police officer who worked at the old jail. And it was super cool to learn about um where I live. How'd you go about finding and, and choosing the stories that you wrote? Okay. So, so um, with our guest speakers every week, they told us like a multitude of stories. Some told us like one and others told us like five or six stories. 
And so each one of us would take at least one of the speaker stories, and then we would research one story, and then the other one we kind of like brainstorm or kind of came up on our own. Maybe we heard like one small detail about it, but we made a story around that detail and um, tried to turn it into a full-length book full-length book um with a ton of stories about about our area and it's so cool that sophomores in high school wrote this book yeah i think so too. for sure and so what did your research involve like how did you personally go about researching uh i googled it <laughs> <laughs> so uh what i did is i went to um the heritage museum in town and i asked um the, the main worker there, I forgot his name, but um, I asked him if he'd heard any ghost stories, and um, I asked some of my older teachers if they've heard any ghost stories or any details, because for my last ghost story, I kind of collaborated a few bits and bob- bobs from different people, what they've heard, and um, I also use the internet and s- s- uh, try to research old newspaper articles or anything that was like heard on the radio for any type of ghost stories in the area. That is pretty, I'm just in awe of this whole project that um, your teacher definitely was ahead of his time to kind of come up with this project that would really get you guys involved in the research. And there is no shame in saying you Googled it because the internet is a wealth of information, especially with digital newspapers and all kinds of um, archives online these days. So I think your research is perfectly um, perfectly perfect for this kind of project. So let's let's hear some stories. Why don't oh. you tell us a favorite? Okay. Um, well, it was a few years ago, so this might be a little rough. Um, I remember uh, my classmate, Cami Bolte. She wrote one on Blackbridge, and it stuck in my head really well because she was so, so descriptive and she said some of the story that she wrote like actually happened to her and so I was like whoa this is so cool this is so cool so she wrote about this little girl at Blackbridge that was wearing like a white dress it almost looked like a wedding dress but this girl was like maybe 12 years old and then so she was like attacked and like assaulted by like this 40 year old man and she was like stabbed on Blackbridge and that's why you hear all around that Blackbridge is haunted because this little girl in this white dress continues to haunt Blackbridge. And you see teenagers jump off Blackbridge, which is way too crazy for me. And um, um, rumor has it that she scares them to jump off Blackbridge. And uh, I don't know. There's there's a bunch of little um, outlooks on what truly happened. But... Um, I think Cami was one of the best writers in our class, and she took it to a very deep level. She added gore, but, like, not too much, so kids could still read the book if they wanted to. Um, That was definitely one that stuck out the most to me. I know um, Alma really enjoyed listening and, like, reading all the books that we wrote because it was crazy that he picked that specific year to write about spooky stories when it's the year that I was there and all my classmates were there. And it's kind of cool to see how it um, shaped each one of us. One of my stories that I wrote was, um, it was about the Old Run River High School and, like, how it said that it was haunted. 
But I kind of took it a step back, and I wrote about um, that before the Wind River High School was built, it was like a burial ground for Native Americans from like a Native American war before, um, you know, settlers came into America. And um, I wrote it about how uh, there was a old uh, Assiniboine ghost there, and that he like took over the Wind River High School now that no kids are there, and he was glad that the all the kids left the high school so then he could be there in peace by himself because he was, uh, I wrote that he was, like, tired about all the noise and stuff, and that's why um, the Wind River High School wasn't was abandoned because of this ghost. It was kind of just halfway made up, and then I put in some real details in there. It kind of added to the eerie effect that I kind of got to use my own imagination throughout the story. I've always wanted to go explore the old Wind River High School, but now I just kind of want to leave that poor kid alone. <laughs> well, what uh, three years ago you were allowed to go in there, but now there's no trespassing signs outside oh. of it. I was like, oh darn, I can't go there anymore. <laughs> yeah. So you did you write um, a story about Oki, the rich? man who lived table of contents there's um one story that's called i'm okay you're okay and i just didn't know if that was something you were familiar with just since we have the okay talk coming up um i'll be honest i don't remember uh remember all of the stories uh that might i think i i don't remember which ones i quite wrote but uh that's uh i don't quite remember i'm sorry it's okay no, it's fine. I mean, if you asked me what I did at sophomore year of high school, sophomore year of college, I probably wouldn't even be able to tell you um, time flies and all that jazz. Um, but that is, I mean, this is such a cool project that you guys did, and it's on Amazon. It's You can go on and look at it. Um, there's a look inside, sneak peek stuff, and so I've been perusing it, and I have, I won't lie, I have put it in my Amazon cart because I'm really interested to see what else you guys came up with and to read these stories. We also sell it at the Riverton Museum. So if you want to pick it up locally, uh-huh. swing on by. Yeah, um, support local companies slash nonprofits slash museums. Yeah. Yeah, give us your money, please. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, I, I, I think that that's just a really, really cool project. I think, well, maybe just kind of a teaser of an event that we have coming up at the Riverton Museum. Uh, Kirsten mentioned Oki, uh, J.B. Oki, who was a big sheep sheep farmer out in lost cabin he uh died in a pond and his story is just really interesting i i don't know how how much haunting there is going on um but what was really cool is we actually uh you think of these old sheep farmers he built his mansion out there in 1900 and 1901 and uh i actually just last i guess it's been about a month and a half ago got to meet his youngest daughter who is in her 90s and came up. He uh, he ended up leaving Lost Cabin, going to Mexico, having another family in, in Mexico. And so his his youngest two daughters are, are still around. And and one of them, Pilar, is just, she's, I, I, I'm being kind of funny with this, but she, she doesn't seem a day over 70, even though she's like 92. And she, she came up and she was really, she was just great. She's, she's just super cool. It was so, and then, Pilar's niece was also with it. And what's really funny about that is Pilar's niece's great grandpa served in the civil war. So it's just, it's crazy how, how some people are just like one or two generations removed from these like 
things happened a long time ago. That's that's a super weird random tangent, but anyway, you can learn I more mean, about him. It and, just kind of goes to show just how history happens and how we trace it. And uh, you, Trista, and your class, you guys definitely got a first-hand experience with what it takes to go through history and archives and find a story and then write the story down. I've got a another quick true to life ghost story from the area. And I, I don't remember many details, but I was doing a lot of research about uranium and Jeffrey city and all that stuff several years ago and interviewed quite a few people who had lived out there. And apparently, um, well, Jeffrey city is right along the Oregon trail. And so they say that some nights out there in the summertime, um, there was a woman who lost her, her child, her baby on the Oregon trail and buried her out there. And I guess you can still, and I might have some details wrong, but I guess you can still see her wandering around at night in her old pioneer dress along the trail out there. So if you ever go out to Jeffrey City in the middle of a summer night and see a a woman dressed in 1800s clothing wandering around, that's that's her. So um, Well, I'm not going to sleep tonight, <laughs> not without the lights on. Um, so yeah, thanks for coming into the show. We really appreciate you having taking the time to come by. Uh, just a reminder that Trista's story and, and her class's stories are all part of a larger collection that are that was put together in the, the book called Fremont Haunts. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and especially at the Riverton Museum. It draws on oral histories, archival resources, and it tells these chilling historic tales from around Wyoming. So, And students also added family legends and personal accounts of their own eerie experiences with unexplainable reasons um, to the whole book lineup. So if you're looking for some scary stories to tell around the campfire this fall, Fremont Haunts is the book for you. Assuming of course that fall decides to come back because we've jumped straight into January as we record that this. That is true. Uh, Trista, you do you have any scary else? stories in January. I guess you can. <laughs> you can uh, sit around the furnace and uh, tell stories. Well, I just want to say thank you guys for having me here and um, getting the word out about our awesome book because it's it's so cool that sophomores in high school wrote this entire book about spooky stories in the area, and um, I'm I'm excited to see if you guys get it get any more people coming into the um, to the museum because of this. So that would be great to see. Yeah, we sure hope so. We've I think it's also just incredible to see you know all of the really cool things that are happening that that many times we don't even notice in our own communities. We've got. Uh, fantastic young authors and, and, you know, good teachers. And we also have, you know, well, we've got several books at the Riverton Museum written by local authors and, and uh, other products produced by local companies. So we're trying to always just keep an eye out and, and make sure that we can support people in our community who are doing really incredible and interesting things. So, so that's great. So, yep. So, Thank you very much, Trista, for this great conversation. And thank you to our listeners for sticking with us through the 15th episode of Rediscover the Winds, a Wyoming history podcast. If you want more of this, make sure to check out the numerous spooky events that our Fremont County Museum System hosts each year during the month of October. Though October is coming to an end right now, we always have next year to tell even more spooky stories. Yep. And uh, we also have a bunch more podcast episodes planned for you guys. Next month, we are going to Denver for the National Association of Interpreters. But fret not, dear audience, we have an on-the-road cast planned for you guys, so look forward to that. Yeah, we've given you folks 
15 episodes that dive into the history of Wyoming and the American West. And with our adventure to the National Association for Interpreters Conference coming up, we wanted to kind of branch out and give you listeners a look at what goes into being a museum professional charged with caring for thousands of artifacts, planning public programs, and seeing to all kinds of other not-so-glamorous responsibilities. So stay tuned for the upcoming episode next month where we discover how we rediscover the wins. And if you like what you heard today, uh, like us on Facebook at Rediscover the Winds, a Wyoming history podcast. We share pictures of the people, places, and things we talk about in episodes and give you guys sneak peeks into future episodes. We're also on MySpace, Google+, and Friendster. And don't forget to check out our GeoCities page or search for us in Alta Vista and Hotbot. What can we say? We're a little stuck in the past. That oh, that was the wrong button. <laughs> that was an appropriate one. There we go. Oh, goodness. Seriously, though, you can catch us on YouTube, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, and the podcasting app of your choice. We are also now fully part of the 10Cast network, so check out 10cast.county10.com. And while you're on 10Cast, subscribe to some of the other networks, um, other podcasts. For more spooky stories, check out Dead and Gone in Wyoming, a true crime series that will take listeners on manhunts across the nation. There is definitely something for everyone. And if you've already followed us uh, on our various platforms, thank you. Your support means the world to us. We hope you guys get the chance to visit our museums or attend some of our upcoming events. And yeah. we do have some upcoming events. And Zach can take it away. So we're on November 7th, uh, the Riverton Museum is actually, we, we talked a little bit about this already, Zane Frost, who is the caretaker of J.B. Oakey's mansion in Lost Cabin. He's going to be uh, talking to uh, us about just J.B. Oakey's unique and interesting and strange history. That's at 6.30 p.m. on Thursday, November 7th. And so our secret series are sponsored by Wyoming Community Bank, um, and they are free and open to the public. And I know we just got done talking about scary Halloween stories, but it's never too early to talk about the winter holidays, at least in my opinion. Uh, We have some great holiday events coming up soon. We'll talk specifics during our next podcast episode, but we wanted to let you guys know that now is the time to show off your gingerbread house decoration skills. Someone out there has probably dreamed of becoming a world-renowned gingerbread interior designer, right? Well, here's your chance to become regionally renowned as such a gingerbread decorator. The Pioneer Museum in Lander will be displaying gingerbread creations from members of the community in their lobby from December 7th through January 2020. Entries will be due at the museum by December 2nd, and for more information, contact the Pioneer Museum. And while we're talking about the holidays, uh, if you're looking for some unique interesting local gifts uh, swing by the gift shops of your local museums we try to keep some some interesting stuff on hand so that's great including the fremont haunts book including fremont author we just had as a speaker exactly so thanks again trista for sharing your knowledge with us and thank you to all of us all of our audience for listening to our wyoming history podcast i'm your host zach from the liberty museum I keep wanting to get in front of you. Yeah, you do. Anyway, anyway, thanks for listening to this Wyoming History Podcast. That was Zach, one of your hosts. I'm Kirsten, your other host from the New Boys Museum at Wind River Historical Center. And we look forward to continuing this adventure to rediscover the winds with you next time. 